It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, your episode for Monday, January the 25th, and two close ones, including one fun one on Saturday night. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. Today we're going to talk about the weekend games. Brother Brian's got the recaps. I have some thoughts as well. Also, part two of an old take from this year, maybe strike two, for the coaching staff or the season about where things are headed and the challenges that this coaching staff has with the old versus the new. We're also going to look ahead to tonight versus the Philadelphia 76ers, the rematch. And we'll also hit the Google voicemail line down in the Lone Star State to get some thoughts from Texas. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked On Pistons Dash Matt Shook. Brother Brian, give him a follow. Show contributor extraordinaire B Shook12 on Twitter. And also the Play Michigan Twitter account, Play underscore Michigan. Barreling down on 1,000 followers as a big online gambling launch this past weekend happened. And it was a big weekend for the Detroit sports scene as well. Matthew Stafford looks like he's on the move from the Detroit Lions, who is the face of Detroit sports right now. I think it was unquestionably Matthew Stafford, and still is until he officially gets traded, probably here in these next several weeks. But we all know that Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin, probably not in the kind of shape that you need to be in as athletes in their careers. To take over that mantle, Jeremy Grant probably still doesn't have that Q rating, and the Pistons are bad if you haven't noticed. So we will see. Maybe that's a discussion we'll have. In the coming weeks as we barrel through this 2020-2021 season. But over the weekend, the Pistons dropped two more. And Brother Brian's got the details. This is your Pistons game recap. The Jeremy Grant. He goes to the basket. There was a foul. We heard the buzzer. 
After reviewing the play, the foul occurred after the period had ended. The Pistons had a tough weekend, dropping one to Houston in a competitive but lackluster performance 103-102, and the next night dropping their fourth straight, this time to Philadelphia 114-110, to fall to 3-13. Friday against Houston, who were playing without former Piston Christian Wood and John Wall, the Pistons got off to a slow start, but again used a strong third quarter to get back into the game, but ultimately fell short when a foul against Jeremy Grant had come after time had expired, thus preventing the Pistons from getting off a potential game-winning shot before the clock ran out. Detroit was once again led by Grant, who extended his streak of 20-plus points with a 21.8 rebound performance. Joining Grant in double digits were DeLon Wright and Wayne Ellington, each with 18. Ellington on 6 of 10 shooting from 3, and Wright combined his points with 6 boards and 3 steals, while Josh Jackson also chipped in 12. Blake Griffin and Isaiah Stewart tied with a team-high 10 rebounds. But the Rockets' hot start proved to be too much to overcome as they led by as many as 20 in the first half. The scoring came from a variety of places as the Rockets had seven players score in double digits, led by Eric Gordon with 20. He was joined by P.J. Tucker, Jason Tate, Victor Oladipo, Sterling Brown, David Nwaba, and Ben McLemore with double digits, while DeMarcus Cousins had a game-high 15 rebounds. The Pistons hosted Philadelphia and Detroit's third back-to-back this year, but this game was different as it was the first time the Pistons were playing a team on the back end of their own back-to-back as the 76ers had beaten the Celtics on Friday night. This was a much more competitive game throughout, although, or maybe because of, the Pistons were without veterans Blake Griffin, who was resting, and Derrick Rose, who had soreness in that left knee. The Pistons' offense looked much smoother and effective, and for the first time in 14, a different Piston led the team in scoring than Jeremy Grant as Wayne Ellington tossed in a team-high 17 as he remained hot from the outside, shooting 4 of 6 from 3, and he also grabbed 4 boards. Jeremy Grant did manage 11 points on a dismal 3 of 19 shooting night. He did contribute in other ways, grabbing a team-high 9 rebounds and swiping the ball twice. Sadiq Bey starting in place of Blake Griffin and DeLon Wright were joined by Josh Jackson, Sfi Michalik, and Sekou Dumbuya off the bench. With double-digit points, Wright also adding 7 boards and a team-high 6 assists. The Sixers were led by all-star big man Joel Embiid's double-double with 33 points and 14 rebounds, while all-star guard Ben Simmons enjoyed stuffing the stat sheet as well with 20 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. Those two were joined by former Piston Tobias Harris and Seth Curry in double digits. The Pistons split the weekend against the betonline.ag spread and are now 9-7 against it, and the under came in on Friday while the over hit on Saturday. Detroit is back in action at 7 o'clock tonight against these same Sixers in a game we will preview later in the show. This has been your Pistons Game Recap. Pistons indeed fall to 3-13 and 13 on the season. The league's worst team, an 18, a 188 winning percentage. That's not very good. The Wizards are back in action, though. They dropped a game, so they are hunting the Pistons for the worst record in the NBA. 3-9 and nine compared to 3-13, and 13. so four games in the loss column two games overall in the standings. But the closest team is the Minnesota Timberwolves at 4-11, and 11, just a game and a half better than the Pistons, or however you're looking at it, maybe a game and a half worse than the Pistons when thinking about ping-pong balls. And draft position, that's obviously where this season is most significant uh, outside of the development of the young players and the star turn of Jeremy Grant so far this season. As for projections and projections, the Mellow System at 538.com now has the Pistons finishing at 18-54 and 
and that is seven games below the second-worst team in the NBA, the Washington Wizards. So that's kind of the main team to look out for right now, the Kings and the Timberwolves tied with the projections for 26 wins. So those are the the olive green type of teams, the Thunder at 27, the Bulls at 28, the Cavs at 28 as well, the Hornets at 29. So all the teams that we kind of figured would be towards the bottom. I think the injuries have kind of forced the Timberwolves back to that dregs group when maybe they were hoping to make an ascension up to outside of the dregs. But there we are, and there they are as well. Let's do a tankathon spin live on the air right now. Detroit obviously with the most ping pong balls. I'm pushing sim lottery right now. And guess what? The Detroit Pistons, the number one pick in the draft at 3-13. and 13. Kings number two, Miami's pick, which goes to Oklahoma City at number three, and the New Orleans Pelicans at number four. So how about that? Cade Cunningham season here in Detroit. But we know from watching these games, we know the awkwardness of the season right now. We know the challenges that Dwayne Casey has. We're going to talk about that coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But first, got to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. This is really helping me out. I'm going strong. I had one good week with the eating and the workouts, so 2021 is off to a great start for your boy. Got to gotta get that birthday week in there first and then start the resolutions after that if you're a Capricorn like myself. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. 18 amazing flavors, including the nut and non-nut flavors. Six new ones, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp as well. Add those to the 12 OGs flavors like raspberry, and orange. That's right. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And the built bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy like myself. You lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. These are the macros that you want. Great for the keto diet, all the low carb stuff, everything that you need these days. But go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Yes, sir! The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. I wanted to drop the schedule ahead for this week and the next week as well so you can plan your Pistons viewing. Got some late nights coming up next week. But the Pistons, of course, the 76ers tonight. We got more on that a little bit later. The Cavs. Pistons head to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers on Wednesday, a game that I'm interested to watch, as I'm sure you guys are as well. Being 3-13 and for the Pistons, feel free to get a win or two in these next couple weeks. Even the tankers out there, even myself, who'd like to see them towards, if not at the very bottom of the NBA standings this year. Feel free to get some wins. We don't want this thing spiraling completely out of control, although it's veering that way at times this year. Thursday, LeBron James and the Lakers are in town at LCA. Brother Brian preparing some content for Thursday's show. Look for that. 
We've also got a five-game West Coast road trip coming up after that. Brutal. Saturday at Golden State. And then Monday at Denver, Tuesday at Utah. Yes, that's right. That's a back-to-back in the mountain area there. And then Friday at Phoenix, Saturday at the L.A. Lakers in the return match there. So two back-to-backs over the weekend, including the back-to-back this week. So that's three in these next two weeks. A brutal schedule there. Again, you might want to take care of business against the Cavs. Pistons on a four-game losing streak right now. This could turn into 12 real quick if this team is not uh, bouncing back very soon. Also, you want to mark your calendars. Usually early February is the trade deadline. We know that up is down and down is up right now in this COVID season in the NBA. So just to reset your world and start thinking about the big dates that are coming up, the trade possibilities, get that trade machine going. The NBA trade deadline this season is March 25th. That's right. Two months from today is the NBA trade deadline. That's about two weeks after the All-Star break, which is March 5th through 10th. No All-Star game this year, a week off for the league after the first half ends. But all right, let's talk rotations, Dwayne Casey and the young guys, everyone's favorite topic. I promise we're not going to do this every day, but some things stood out this weekend that we need to address here on Lockdown Pistons podcast. It was a tale of two games Friday where it was a depressing watch. It felt like as a podcaster and probably as fans like you guys, this season is maybe slipping away into the abyss, not just the losses. We know that's coming. We are mentally prepared for that, but just kind of the boring nature of of losing to a bad team in Houston without Christian Wood at home and uh, really not playing that well and really not having all that much to be excited about, despite the fact that DeLon Wright showed some signs of life on Friday. Saturday, however, they sit Blake and and Derrick Rose on the second half of back-to-back. The young guys get minutes. Sekou looks like a bat out of hell. His best game of the season. I think not playing along Derrick Rose had something to do with that as well, but obviously Sekou, as Dwayne says, had the disposition out there and looked uh, spry. He looked really good. Like I joked, he had the built bars flowing through him, I think. And then no Derrick Rose tonight, by the way. So I guess that kind of can free up some of those concerns. Brian's going to have more on that a little bit later. But you see where we're going, right? The issue, the dilemma, it's as clear as day yet again. We've done two rants already this year about how Blake needs to play less and specifically that Seku needs to play more. Very rarely, do we uh, are we all are we this right? Very rarely are things as clear as they were this past weekend when you see Seiko getting some minutes and playing well, and then uh, you just see the continuation of Blake not having it so far this season. You, I mean, you have opinions. You do a, a daily podcast about the show. It's a long season. There's going to be ups and downs. Sometimes your opinions are right about certain things based on how a game goes. Sometimes they're wrong. But so far, I mean, it just couldn't be more obvious that Blake is playing too much. It's not good for him. He's wearing down as games go on. Uh, but again, we got more columns out today on the internet and in print saying that Blake's going to play. He's going to start. Deal with it, Pistons fans. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Just qu- play quite a bit less than he is. He can still start. He can still finish some nights. Maybe not like on Friday night when he clearly didn't have it. And uh, even Dwayne Casey didn't play him throughout most of the finishing minutes there. And, but no, maybe not 40 minutes, all right? Pretty simple there. Um, so this is a, a season the season challenge for Dwayne Casey, right? How to marry the uh, the competitive nature that he has a coach as a coach he wants to win and rightfully so. Uh, we do want the Pistons to get some wins every now and then. 3 and 13 is not pretty. These next several eight games or so is another tough stretch. But so far, 
Um, so it's certainly been a failure in the, the, the win-losses department, although we know that the, the team, we, we give a pass on that. The development, uh, I think it's been a failure so far as well. You'd think that they would work in Blake slowly after being out for a season, basically a calendar year like he was, try to ramp up his minutes as he shows he's ready for more. They went the exact opposite way, using the games and the minutes in NBA action to get his conditioning back, play him 35 minutes several times. He's played 35 minutes or more five times this year, uh, and he's played 40 minutes sometimes as well. Rose is struggling. He knows it. We all know it as well. Uh, and you think about the trade value, particularly for Rose this year. Blake seems like a bit of a lost cause uh, trade value-wise, and thus some things turn corners here in these next two months. But it's also about managing their egos, what's right for the franchise going forward, all of these challenges that Dwayne Casey has. I have a couple of suggestions. How about this one? Start Derrick Rose. Play Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose together. See if they can feed off of each other. See if they can benefit from the veteran presences of one another. But Rose in the second unit right now with the young guys, I I like Derrick Rose as the leader of a bad second unit. He can go get buckets, be a kind of a one-man offense when starters are resting on a decent team or when players are resting on back-to-backs, those kind of things. You see how his value could be for good teams. You could see the value for teams that might want to trade for him. However, for the Pistons need their second unit guys, the young guys, to get the ball and to have chances and to fail and sometimes succeed and to learn stuff. So give them a Frank Jackson to run to manage the second unit. Give them DeLon Wright uh, to manage the second unit. It would be better would be better if you had like a real third point guard, but that's the reality right now. Um, but if you let you know, Seku cook a little. You give Stewart the ball some. Encourage him to shoot if he's open. Maybe let him have some work in the post as well. You let Sadiq exploit some of the mismatches. Drive on small or slower guys. Maybe a little the turnaround post game that he showed on Saturday. If he's got smaller guys on him, let Svi be a secondary creator as well. Handle the ball. Maybe some spot minutes at point guard here and there. See if he can create a little bit. Turn him into more of a shooter so that he can be a, a, a young guy that you can lean on for more than just three-point shooting, uh, which has been a roller coaster for him so far this season, more bad than good. Get Saban Lee out there for some of these minutes. He'll play tonight with Rose out. That's nice. Run Josh Jackson. Get out in transition. He does a good job of getting out in front of the fray. Always great to see some transition buckets, easy baskets. Makes your life easier as a coach and as an NBA team. But make it a full young guy group. Uh, make it centered around the young guys, not Derrick Rose with the young guys around him learning to play around Derrick Rose. And one more free suggestion if you don't want to take that one or maybe in addition to Rose starting. Put Isaiah Stewart in the starting lineup every now and then. He's a guy who's earned it with his tenacity. He's been your poster boy for the culture that you want to change, so there's no issue there with earning it or not earning it. Of course, Mason Plumley is a guy who's come off the bench for much of his career. He's a pro's pro. If there's anyone that you can talk to that can say, hey, you're going to come off the bench every now and then, or maybe you're going to get a night off here and there, uh, Mason Plumley should be that guy. You can have Isaiah Stewart wreak some havoc on some of the top centers of the league, get under their skin, develop that culture, develop that reputation of the team that they're trying to build here in Detroit. And I thought the value of Plumlee was that he could help Killian Hayes and also some of the other young guys by making smart plays, uh, being an easy guy to play with on offense. And I buy that to some extent with Mason Plumlee. I don't buy that to a $25 million price tag. But did they bring him in here to play with Blake Griffin, Wayne Ellington, DeLon Wright, Jeremy Grant? That 
could have could have been any minimum salary center that could have lost games with that starting and finishing group. That doesn't help the development to have Mason Plumlee not playing with these young guys, which I thought was the justification for bringing in a guy like that for three seasons. Or maybe Casey has a better idea than Stewart or Rose starting and playing with those starting groups. He knows a lot more than I do, certainly. But we've got to see something different from this coaching staff. Fortunately, some of it's taken care of itself in these next couple of weeks. You get some back-to-backs. But as fans, we can't just wait for back-to-backs or Derrick Rose to be a little banged up or Blake Griffin to have a back-to-back where he's sitting and only be excited when the starters are sitting because that's where it's at right now. That can't be this whole season. That can't be what the rest of the season looks like or else we're just going to – it's going to be a slog. And uh, a lot of basketball left – and we'll see if adjustments are made because I think that's what needs to happen for this coaching staff to serve the interests of this franchise going forward. But up next, Brother Brian's got the details on the matchup with the Sixers. We're all going to hit the Google voicemail line as well. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team every day. But first, it's bang the over brother Brian and oh boy are we getting close to one of the biggest betting events of the year coming up and there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. We have plenty of time to talk about the football game in the next couple of weeks. Tonight we have Pistons basketball as they host the 76ers for the second straight game. Tonight the Pistons are 7 point home dogs and are 8 and one against the spread when they are that big of an underdog. If money lines are your thing, Philly is minus 300 while Detroit is plus 240. As of the time of recording, the game number has not opened yet, but follow Locked On Pistons on Twitter and we'll keep you updated for tonight's game. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. Thursday, Brother Brian's going to have a rundown and perspective on LeBron James, who is coming to Detroit to play on Thursday night for the if he suits up for the first time in a couple of seasons. He didn't play two years ago for the Lakers here in Detroit, and the team didn't visit here last year because of the pandemic. So first time that LeBron, as a member of the Lakers, will play in Detroit on Thursday. More about that this week. But first, here's Brother Brian with the action for tonight. This is your Pistons game preview. The 3-13 Pistons will look to avoid a season-long five-game losing streak against the 76ers downtown tonight at 7 o'clock for the second straight game between the two teams. Coming off a competitive 114-110 loss to these 12-5 76ers on Saturday night, Detroit star Jeremy Grant will look to put a 3-for-19 shooting night behind him, while Wayne Ellington will look to continue to stay hot from three, as he has scored in 
double digits in four straight games. The Sixers are led by big man Joel Embiid, who hung 33 on Detroit on Saturday while also dominating the glass with 14 rebounds. Ben Simmons will look to build on his 20.9 rebounds, 7 assist night last game, while you also have to keep your eye on former Piston Tobias Harris and Seth Curry for the Doc Rivers coach Sixers. Detroit will be without Derrick Rose, who is missing his second straight game with left knee soreness. BetOnline.ag has Detroit as 7-point home dogs, while the game number hasn't opened yet. The game tips at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit and 97.1 the ticket. This has been your Pistons game preview. Thanks to Brother Brian for that. I've been remiss in not mentioning Wayne Ellington, derelict in my duties today on Locked on Pistons, so I will pass along that Wayne Ellington shooting so well this past week he's made at least four three-pointers in each of the last four games, tying the second longest such streak in Pistons history. The record is five straight games with four-plus three-point field goals made in a game by Joe Dumars. Maybe you've heard of him. He was a former Piston. Uh, February 23rd to March 2nd, that was 1999, that Joe D got hot in a cold Michigan winter in 1999. Now, uh, the Google voicemail line, I threw out the prompt last week, why are you still a Pistons fan? This team has struggled this past decade, and I wanted to get the heart of the Pistons fans, and we got one caller that uh, chimed in from Texas. The Google voicemail line, if you want to join in, 810-666-1546. Leave a voicemail. Tell us where you live, who you are, and why you're still a Pistons fan. We'll play those throughout this next stretch of dog days for the Pistons. Let's hit that Google voicemail line. Hi, my name is Javier. I live in Dallas, but I am from Saginaw, Michigan. I have loved the Pistons since I was nine years old, and I saw them beat the Lakers in the finals. Um, So that makes 31 years for being a fan for me. I did kind of lose touch when they were working with Austin Day a lot. I got revived when I found the Locked On Pistons podcast and when they won it again in 04. Love the show. Thanks, guys. I love Brother Brian, too. Thanks so much for the call and for listening, Javier. Who doesn't love Brother Brian, of course? And uh, kind of an unnecessary pot shot at Austin Day there. I love it. I wonder if there's some personal there. Maybe Austin Day went up to Saginaw and stole uh, Javier's girl one day or something like that. No, I'm, I'm just joking. No offense. But, uh, yes, we all, I think we all, the dark days of the Pistons, I had my uh, time away from the Pistons, I'll say, during this past decade when I was living away. And maybe there is that certain individual Piston that you have that you kind of blame for the troubles. We know that Austin Day is not the reason the Pistons have been bad for 10 years, but maybe for fans like Javier, they kind of have that one person, probably unfairly, but maybe a little bit fairly for whatever reasons, that personify what's been wrong with this team. I know there's going to be a lot of people who probably fairly or unfairly in a lot of ways pin it on Andre Drummond. Certainly Josh Smith is a, a famous whipping boy as well. You could go back to Darko too. Who's your whipping boy? Maybe that's another category that you guys want to bring up here on Locked on Pistons. We'll dredge up the bad memories. We'll, we'll, we'll burn it all. We'll have a seance. We'll, we'll throw some sage like Kyrie Irving and move on from some of those dark days as we try to look ahead to that distant past, distant fear, look past the distant past, past the – I don't know what I'm saying. Look towards a better future as Pistons fans and as the Pistons community here on Locked on Pistons. Thanks again for the call. If you want to join in, 810-666-1546. The Google voicemail line, 810-666-1546. Leave us a message. Let us know who your whipping boy is and or 
why you're still following this team, the Detroit Pistons. But that'll do it for our show. I'm your host, Matt Shook. Now, play your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. This has been Locked on Pistons. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 